You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts in an exciting week is that we are going to get some scrimmage games the Pelicans have their first scrimmage game this coming Wednesday we'll talk more about that day of but we've got a lot to cover here in the meantime we're going to do our season catch-up on Josh Hart we're going to look at the Pelicans rotation and how hard they've been practicing and maybe how they're approaching this bubble restart differently than other teams are so let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over there at rockauto.com. So let's talk about the Pelicans' approach to the NBA's restart. We know that these eight games are referred to as seeding games. That's the way they're kind of being put out there. But to the Pelicans, they're not. All of these games are basically just one-game playoffs. They need to go 6-2 and two at the almost at the worst, that would be my guess, to get into that ninth spot, that eighth spot, and be able to kind of have a chance for the playoffs after that 8-9 play-in, which is... Uh, what can potentially happen, which, which which is what will likely happen in the Western Conference. So they need to treat all of these very seriously, whereas you might have some teams that are canceling practice, giving guys days off, and the Pelicans have had one day off, one day off in their entire time there in the bubble so far once everyone got out of quarantine. They're not approaching it like that because they can't because they have to take it so much seriously than other players are right now. And I think... That's a good thing. This is exactly what they need to be doing right now. So the fact that they are getting out there and playing um, as much as they are, getting up and down the court, running, having these much more difficult practices, I think is a very good thing for their preparation. And this is kind of summed up by one thing J.J. Redick said at the media availability the other day. And he says, quote, I think we're in a good position. We've probably gotten up and down full court uh, and scrimmage, I would imagine, as much as anybody. We've had eight days of live basketball with contact, so we've gotten after it, trying to get our rhythm back, and I think we've made progress there. I said this the other day when it was like July 14th, and I was like, man, we've still got 16 more days until we play an actual game. So that's in the back of your mind because we came down here to play basketball games and not just practice in convention centers. So we're looking forward to, obviously, the scrimmages this next week, this week, but we're really looking forward to the July 30th game and getting on with these seeding games. Lonzo Ball also echoed this, saying that he seemed very happy with the Pelicans playing a lot of five-on-five in practice and that he's really ready for this. And he says, quote, yeah, I think that's necessary. The quick turnaround we had, being off for three months and then coming back and getting right into the season, I think we have to. We have no choice but to start playing five-on-five early and competitively. I think these next couple of days are definitely going to get us in tune for not only the scrimmages, but when we start playing on July 30th, end quote. Yeah, they need to be playing 
playing and practicing differently than any other team because they have much more at stake. They have a very realistic shot at getting into the ninth spot. Let's just use that screw eighth right now. Let's just say ninth. Maybe more so than Portland, and we'll have the hopefully have the Portland host on this week um, to kind of talk about their chances, as well as the Kings too. Those are the two teams that they're really fighting with. Spurs and Suns, we had them on last week because like, yeah, they're, they're not a big concern and neither of those hosts seem to think that this was going to happen for those teams. So overall, you have to feel good about the Pelicans' chances and they're taking this so seriously. When it comes to that opening game against the Jazz and then the next game against the Clippers, Pelicans are going to be playing as if it's a playoff game. I don't know if the Jazz are going to approach it like that. I don't know if the... Clippers are going to approach it like that either. So this is something to kind of keep an eye on. You might, those are your two toughest games in theory, right? The two best teams that you're going to play. And you might be able to grab easy wins because they're still treating this like a preseason game, keeping guys rested, easing everyone back in. Whereas New Orleans is going to take a bit of a different approach with it in terms of how hard they're playing, what they're looking to do and use their lineups for. Certainly those two teams are going to try and win those games, but I don't know if they're going to have kind of the same level of intent the same approach that New Orleans is. That could give the Pelicans a big advantage here, particularly getting your two toughest games that early. You don't want to play those two teams in the sixth and seventh game of the eight. The eight, you might see guys rest, uh, get rested, um, and that'll factor in with the Bucks and Lakers and the teams they play in the eighth games. Those six and seven ones are the ones you're treating as just rehearsals. What is it, like the third preseason game in football? That's what you're going to kind of be looking at there for those teams that are already in the playoffs. Get those two things out of the way early when no one cares. Clippers aren't going to care if they lose that game. Jazz probably won't care if they lose that game. So you have a very big opportunity to steal these, and they're prepping for it like that. They're not easing back into practice. They're playing five-on-five, running up and down. You see you know, all the media members putting out the B-roll footage that we get from the Pelicans on this. They're taking this really, really seriously, as they should be, and I think that could give them an advantage. Hopefully, it should give them an advantage over some teams that are potentially better than them and also help them get into the playoffs. So we'll touch on Josh Hart and the Pelicans rotation and what to expect from some different guys in here, potentially without Zion Williamson too. But before we do that, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Whether you're looking to save a little bit of money and do some work on your car yourself, maybe you're restoring an old classic or you're looking to learn, that's a great thing too. With an ever increasing number of makes and models out there, it's impossible to find what you're looking for at an auto parts change store. They're going to have one type of part at best. You're stuck with with that price and it's probably going to be marked up. But over at rockauto.com, it's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And if you go to rockauto.com to shop for all the auto and body parts you're looking for from hundreds of different manufacturers, um, you're going to find what you're looking for, but you're also going to find multiple options at multiple different price points to find the exact part that fits your car, your budget, and everything you're looking for. Their catalog is unique and unbelievably easy to navigate. I'm restoring a car from 1976. I use Rock auto all the time right now to get different parts coming in and they give me a lot of options so if I I can decide if I want to keep it stock or if I want to put something a little bit newer in whatever you're looking for rockauto.com has the most reliably low priced parts which are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts at a chain store there's no reason to Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
All right, let's touch on the Pelicans rotation very quickly before we'll talk about Josh Hart in the third segment here coming up. The rotation is going to be interesting, and a lot of people are kind of trying to figure out different lineups they might use, different things based that we've seen based on the regular season that we can try and extrapolate towards here in these final eight games. There will be some of that. You will see their starting lineup get used. Let's pretend Zion's fine and he's here and he doesn't miss a game. You'll see all of the normal things you're going to see. I just don't know how long you'll see those uh, rotations and lineups out there for. Alvin Gentry at the beginning of all the press availability for the teams in Orlando said he's not really expecting guys to play 30 plus minutes per game or 36 plus minutes their normal minutes per game because it's been a three, four month layoff for these guys. And though they're getting up and down the court in practice, there's a very realistic chance for injuries and different things to occur here. And the Pelicans want to avoid that. No one wants anyone to get hurt in a situation like this. That might mean limiting minutes to start. So I went on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast with host Josh Lloyd, who also hosts the Monday edition of Locked On NBA. And we were talking about it. He said, do you think the Pelicans are going to go with like an eight-man rotation, keep things really tight, and maybe it freezes a guy, you know, like each one more out. Maybe it means fewer minutes for Josh Hart, for J.J. Redick potentially too, depending on what they're looking to do. And I said, no. I don't think that. I think if anything, they're going to rely on the depth here. I think you'll see Josh Hart play a significant role because of the positional versatility that he allows. Same thing for each one more. Don't forget, this is a guy that played out of position for New Orleans for basically two seasons, a whole season, starting at small forward for the team. He's a shooting guard. He's not a small forward, but he was out there doing it and he did it somewhat well, like to be expected some of the results on that, but you couldn't have been that upset with how he played. So when you kind of see the positional versatility that they have, I think the Pelicans are going to use this opportunity to test a few different lineups, even in short minutes, but also give guys more minutes. Because frankly, if you're giving everyone 30 minutes, 31, 32, and you know, that's less than what a guy like Drew Holiday normally plays for this team, you've got to kind of fill those minutes elsewhere. Drew Holiday averaged 35 minutes per game. Brandon Ingram, 34.3. Lonzo Ball, 32.4. I don't know if they're going to be doing all of that. That's another 10 minutes per game, basically, that's got to be allocated around. It doesn't sound like a lot, but that makes a big difference in lineups and the rotation that you'll see. So when you see these five-on-fives getting played and we kind of look at a lineup and we're like, huh, we haven't really seen that before. This guy's running with that group, which he doesn't normally do. That's probably going to translate out onto the court a little bit. So you're going to see some things that are maybe a little bit funky at times, but it should be okay because they don't really have a choice. In these scrimmage games, that's really what I'm looking for. What combinations of guys are getting used? And that's maybe where we're trying to learn the most um, during all of these. And we'll touch on more on that on Wednesday when the Pelicans have their first scrimmage game. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of different lineups, a lot more guys getting minutes than maybe you would expect. Uh, as the Pelicans try and march towards the playoffs because really they don't have much of a choice because they're trying to kind of balance the immediate need of making the playoffs, getting into the postseason right now with also out burning guys. Yes, they're young. Yes, they can go out and play. But when your body's not used to that, you need a better ramp up period and nothing, nothing is going to be the same as game speed as playing in a game. Scrimmages, practices it's not going to be the exact same thing you're always going to hold back a little bit when things don't matter so the scrimmage game is kind of a step up from practice but it's not going to be the same as the actual game that's when we'll really kind of see what this team's made of but the scrimmages this week and going into next week should at least give us a better idea and understanding of what this pelicans team might look like out there on the court 
So coming up, we'll talk Josh Hart, recap his season so far for New Orleans and what he can provide here in the NBA's restart and the bubble, other than kind of fun Twitch moments. Before we do that, though, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only daily podcast coming to you Monday through Friday uh, as we gear up for the NBA's restart. So subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Tell a friend about the show as well. And please leave a five-star review with a comment. All three of those things take like 30 seconds total to do. Really do help keep the podcast free in five days a week for you all. And stay tuned. Got some fun stuff coming up too, including some live streams before, during some of the games uh, that the Pelicans are going to be playing as well. As we all hang out and catch up on basketball, watch basketball, which we're all excited about. So it'll be a fun way to interact with you all as well. So stay tuned for that. But right now, just subscribe. Subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, Josh Hart, fan favorite player for the New Orleans Pelicans. Like immediately upon being traded, he was like, give me all the Pelicans gear, ordered some, uh, was interacting with people on Twitter, on all of his social media, put in like Photoshop pictures of him in Pelicans uniforms. Just kind of like a fun dude overall to have on the team. You see him live streaming on Twitch, playing a lot of Call of Duty from the bubble. Uh, while also drinking wine, he had a wine fridge shipped to him in the bubble to keep the wine at just the perfect temperature. He's a real gentlemanly person like that. Uh, you may have also seen him on the show On the Fly with me, the Pelicans official Twitch show. We did a segment with him, which was really fun, too. So just like a good dude to have on the team personality wise, but also does a whole lot for New Orleans. That doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. Just kind of one of those glue guys, a lot of positional versatility there that adds a lot, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, doing a lot of the dirty work. That's the type of guy you want in your rotation. Not a starter, though he started 14 games for New Orleans this season out of the 57 he's played. But overall is doing a lot of things right and playing better than his sophomore season, which was in L.A., where he struggled compared to his rookie year. So this season, he's shooting more threes than ever. He's not up to the 40% that he was his rookie year, but he's shooting better than last season. He's at 34.2% right now on 5.7 threes per game. It's acceptable. It's not great. But offensively, Josh Hart is not here to score a ton of points. He's only averaging 10.2 points per game this season, which is fine off the bench. If you stretch it out to per 36 minutes, he's at 13.3, which is still the highest of his career. He has nights when he can light it up. You know, he's got two games above 20 plus points, but he's going to solidly give you between 10 and 19 points right around that 13 or so kind of on the high end of things. Um, But he's going to be there, which is good. So, Overall, he's doing exactly what he needs to do on offense. From the corners, by the way, he's shooting 42% from three. So those short corners, those anchors where you have to have a man guard a decent three-point shooter in the corners, which helps space the court. Uh, Eric Gordon did a lot for New Orleans, too, just kind of that anchor in the corner. Josh Hart does that, and he'll make you pay if you leave him open from there. It's the the above-the-break threes that aren't particularly great for him. Uh, but that's not why you love a guy like this. You just love the hard-nosed defensive play. Remember, kind of stymied James Harden right off the bat early on. Um, we've seen him not put clamps down like Drew Holiday does, but just fill a lot of those roles and slow guys down enough, and he's been key with that. The rebounding has also been really important for New Orleans. He's averaging six and a half rebounds per game. That is a career high from him, and if you put it out at per 36 minutes, he'd be giving you eight and a half. His career per 36 minutes rebounding numbers are uh, 6.7. It was 5.8 with the Lakers. 
So he's close to almost like three rebounds more per 36 minutes than he was giving you in LA. He is a tenacious rebounder that times his jumps really, really well. New Orleans needs this. A, a weakness of theirs or a way to beat him is beat him up on the glass, beat him up on the boards. If they can't end possessions and they're giving up a lot of second chance points, we're going to look at that terrible defense that we saw early on in the year. And then their offense struggles because they want to get out and run in transition. You need to do that by terminating opponent possessions, grabbing a defensive board when they miss. Josh Hart will give you some that this team has no business getting because he just out hustles a number of other players. So having a guy like this off the bench when you can sub him in depending on the situation as needed is important. If you need more shooting, yeah, go with J.J. Redick. Are you in some trouble and you need defense? Do you need rebounding? Then yeah, you probably want Josh Hart there. If the Pelicans are going to run without Zion for a little bit and you start Derek Favors at center and then you put a guy like Brandon Ingram at power forward, you probably want Josh Hart starting at small forward over a guy like J.J. Redick because the backcourt is going to be Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball. You just need some more defense and rebounding out there for that uh, starting unit to really work. And that's where a guy like Josh Hart comes in. If you don't need that because you're playing a bad uh, offensive team, something like that, you can put in J.J. Redick. Or you can kind of mix and match depending on what's needed. And it gives you a lot of flexibility that the Pelicans really haven't had in different years. And it's flexibility that other teams would absolutely love. So Josh Hart, he's had a pretty good overall year for New Orleans. He's not spectacular offensively. It's not even spectacular defensively, but for the minutes he's playing, the role he's asked to play and fill on this team, he's been exactly what the team wants. Also, he's just a really funny dude to watch on social media, and it's always nice to have guys that you want to actively root for that you don't really hate. I don't think anyone really liked rooting for Eric Gordon when he was here in New Orleans. You really like rooting for Josh Hart. That makes things a little bit easier. It makes this team more fun. That just helps all around with things. So, yeah, it's great to have Josh Hart on the team. Not a spectacular player, but at least he's fulfilling the role excellently so far for New Orleans this season. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from, uh, as well as telling a friend and leaving a five-star review. You can follow me on Twitter, at Nola Jake, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.